Welcome to episode 31 of the Ministry at Scale podcast. I'm your host, Chad Williams. You've come to the right place to learn tips and trends from industry leaders to help multiply your digital impact. But when I read what Jesus is praying to his father, he says, um, when my people are united as you and I are united, then they will see that that I am uh, the son of God. And uh, when I think about that, and that's what I realized during that, uh, that quiet time moment, I think that everyone in the world, a few exceptions, but everyone in the world likes Jesus. But the key thing, the key issue is that most people are not recognizing that Jesus is the son of God. He's a good man, he's a wise man, he has a lot of knowledge, but accepting that he's the son of God is a breaking point for Muslims, for atheists, for other people. When we as Christians work together, then the world will see that Jesus is the son of the living God. Welcome to the Ministry at Scale podcast. If you're listening right now to where you have you have your hands free, I want you to go and check out the website Jesus.net. Yeah, that's right. Go, go ahead and go right now, Jesus.net. They are a global online outreach ministry. They are touching millions of people each year with the gospel in, I think, over 30 languages right now. And today we have the privilege of learning from their executive director, Jean Willem Bozeman. Jean, welcome to the podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Yes, thank you, Chad. Great to be uh, in your podcast. Well, we're pleased to have you here. Uh, first, I just want you to share with our audience just, just some of the impact that you're seeing of how God is using Jesus.net to touch people around the globe. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think that's that's the right wording. God is touching people, um, so we don't see it as our uh, our ability and our impact, but it's really God who is using the tools that we've developed. Uh, and I, I can honestly say it's almost gone by accident. Uh, it's hmm. not that we intended to have a huge impact, uh, but uh, yeah, we started years ago, about uh, no, 16, 17 years ago in Europe mm -hmm. with uh, some websites. And we started to connect those websites together. And at this moment, uh, yeah, we are uh, really reaching uh, hundreds of millions of people mm -hmm. uh, who, who view a part of our content on YouTube channels, uh, who visit one of the websites. Uh, people who are um, yeah, making a decision to follow Jesus. Um, we, th we think, uh, and that's maybe the, the great thing we're happy about, that between five and 6,000 people a day, uh, wow. really a day, are saying we want to follow Jesus and they do uh, a dedication to Jesus or they, they start to follow him or they do a rededication in their life. Um, mm -hmm. So that's my imagination is every day it's about two uh, times what happens at Pentecost in the first Pentecost that we know that uh, people are turning themselves to Jesus and want to follow him. Uh, so that's, that's our privilege to work in this field. 
That is amazing. That is, that is so uh, just awesome to see how, how God is, God is using the technology, using your faithfulness over 16, 17 years of uh, faithfully proclaiming the gospel and seeing how you're touching lives in a very real, very real way. So, so let's back up a bit and just tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and what kind of, what career path did God take you on to bring to the point where you're leading Jesus.net? Yeah, great. Um, yes, I'm, I'm an engineer. I studied electronics um, in uh, uh, the Delft University in, uh, in the Netherlands. It's a famous old university. Um, I, I started to do uh, analog uh, electronics, so really creating digital of chips and, and all kind of technology on it. Uh, um, the first years of my uh, career were in, uh, in the commercial area. I worked for telecom operators um, for IT companies. Um, I've been a Christian all my life. I've been born and raised mm -hmm. by a Christian family, uh, reformed background. Mm -hmm. My uh, my father and mother they were uh, uh, yeah real authentic followers of Jesus. Mm. Uh, their prayers were real prayers and not just rituals. Um, uh, and I was part of a church, uh, married when I was uh, 23. Uh, we have four sons uh awesome. together and um yeah the first 10 years i was working in the marketplace um making uh, a huge career um but during one of the seasons uh, i was uh, at a conference a christian conference and one of the speakers said have you always been organizing your own work and leading your own life or did you give control to god in your life hmm. And um, as a reformed background, I, I think I had a lot of head knowledge and uh, belief with, with what was in my head. But I, I think I needed to give more space to the spirit in my, uh, in my heart. Um, so the invitation was to, to kneel down and pray to God and to, to give your life and the control to God. Um, so I was there with, uh, with a friend and we both went on our knees and we prayed to God and uh, uh, to be honest, I came home, shared it with my wife, and uh, two days later, the company I worked for went bankrupt. Oh, my. So um, being responsible for family with four children, I thought, okay, normally I would think about, okay, getting nervous. How do I get yeah. my, my paycheck? Yeah. Uh, but I was, I was really um, in peace, and I thought, okay, I'm open to what happens, and of course, you start to search for a job. But my wife came with a, a vacancy uh, at a Christian broadcaster, uh, a television broadcaster. Um, and I would have never considered that before because it mm. was too evangelistic in my mind. Um, and I, But I wrote to them um, and I was one of the 150 people who applied for the job. I was the youngest. And I thought I would never get the job. I was not very eager to, I, I needed a job or something. It was really mm -hmm. a try. Mm -hmm. um, but finally, I became uh, responsible for all the youth uh, television programs, the children television mm. programs. And they wanted to start with uh, media, with internet. It was 1999. Okay. Um, so I could use all my digital experience from the years before uh, my leadership lessons that I learned in the marketplace. 
Um, and one of the cool things that we could do is to, to yeah, do a lot of experiments. Uh, and, uh, but one of the most interesting was to build a bridge between television uh, and the internet and the, and, and the local church. So mm -hmm. uh, we created a, a course, an online course, uh, that was uh, based on the Alpha course, mm -hmm. which is a, a famous course. We're also coming from Europe, from England. Mm -hmm. And we cut it in pieces and we made a short uh, five weeks journey for people. Uh, there was no real e-learning at that moment, uh, but we created the first e-learning co course uh, for people who were interested in faith, mm -hmm. leading them five weeks through, through a course and then leading them to an alpha course connected to the church. And it was really an experiment. But we saw, we saw uh, hundreds of people uh, every program subscribing for, for this, this uh, Why Jesus Alpha course, a mini alpha course uh, on the internet. So that was amazing. Hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that was in fact one of the, 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 the puzzle pieces that started Jesus.net. Um, that was in, I think, 2000 that we created that. Um, I was also responsible for international sales uh, in the broadcaster. So I traveled around and met some people. And I also met a person in, in France. Uh, his name is, uh, is Eric, Eric Cellerier. And he, uh, he is an innovator. And he built uh, a, a website, which we call in English, uh, Knowing God. Hmm. Uh, in French, it's uh, Connaître Dieu. Um, and um, we became friends. We really like to work together. And we translated his website into Dutch mm -hmm. and he translated our website into French mm -hmm. and um, by doing that we created what we call a sort of stepping stones strategy so people move from one website to another website to another website to a church so it's not creating a bridge yeah. Yeah. crossing the river between searching people in the church yeah. but in fact creating a sort of stepping stones in the river so people can make their own decision on what which stone they start to, mm. to step. But every time they are pushed to take a next step, uh, to get to know more about Jesus, giving their life to Jesus, growing in faith, and entering into a local church. Mm -hmm. No, that's that that's fantastic. And so and so like Eric in the, the French side, is, is his ministry still going or is, is he a part of your ministry now? Or how does that collaboration, what does that collaboration look like now? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, yes, they're still working. Uh, it's still uh, working in the French area. Uh, the website, uh, one of the websites they are launching is Commettre Dieu. The other one is Top Chrétien. Um, and there are many versions, uh, many different websites uh, that exist. Um, and that's a little bit the model of Jesus.net. So we are not a top-down organization, but we are more a network of organizations working together. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so the French people, they are responsible for the French ministry. We provide them with, with tools, with uh, concepts, with technology but they run their own ministry. Um, so in fact, it started with the Dutch ministry and the French ministry. I do remember in 2007, a guy from Poland, uh, Henrik Kroll, he's a, he's a radio broadcaster. 
-hmm. but he saw something of jesus.net and uh, he came to to our countries and he wanted to know more and we trained him in uh, the methodology and the websites uh, we gave him uh, a sort of a copy of the website he translated everything in polish and they started to run a polish ministry hmm. and the same happened to romania and bulgaria and germany and, and spain and i do know in 2010 um, eric approached uh, franklin graham mm -hmm. um, and he said uh, we i think you need to talk about jesus on the website of uh, of billy graham a very <laughs> provocative question of course <laughs> And uh, we came into a conversation. It was really a divine connection. Mm. Um, and uh, Franklin stepped into that fully. So um, mm -hmm. the, the Billy Graham Association, uh, they, they adopted the, the Jesus.net strategy, mm -hmm. uh, created websites like peacewithgod.net, um, uh, internet evangelism, learning about Jesus. Um, mm -hmm. So all kinds of websites. And they created this stepping stone strategy for the English-speaking world. Hmm. That's that's fantastic, and I I love that it all started with a speaker asking a question. You know, yes, are you in control of your life, or have you given control to God? And uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's the question that each of us have to answer, whether it's at our initially saying yes to walking with God to like entering into the faith or am I giving, am I, am I allowing him to be Lord of everything in my life? And uh, yeah. So I, I love just hearing your testimony, hearing your story of how, how God touched your heart. And then you were, you were just open to see, okay. Yeah. And then, and then God, how, how he worked the circumstances that, you know, the next thing you know, you're out of a job you're saying, okay, Lord, what's next? Do I really, do you really mean what you said at, at that conference? And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. So, so one of the, the things that you talked about, I think is really good that I, that I want our listeners to hear is, is how, is, is, is the importance of collaboration and how really you've organized your ministry and that you're, you're collaborating from the beginning. It's a part of your DNA to collaborate with other ministries. So you hold things very loosely it's like, you know, this is God's ministry. Uh, just talk more about that collaboration, what that looks like. And, and I know you said um, in, in the concept of stepping stones, just talk a little bit more, a little deeper about that and how other ministries in the U.S. or around the world may consider adopting that strategy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good question. Um, for me, it, I, I'm, I like to collaborate, but I also like to control. Um, so it's a sort of out of my comfort zone. And I do remember um, another time that I was, uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate for having your quiet time and being with the Lord uh, yes. on, a, on a daily basis. Yes. And I do remember one of the times that I was reading and I read John 17. Uh, it touched me deeply, the prayer that mm -hmm. Jesus prayed before he, he went to, uh, to the cross. Mm -hmm. And I, I do remember that I read in one of the versions, uh, the translations, that, um, and it, I'm not a theologist, uh, so I, I, I can be wrong if theologist, theologist, theological, the, theologian, 
yeah theologians yeah. are listening you know what you mean. yep yeah <laughs> um but when i read what jesus is praying mm -hmm. to his father he says um when my people are united as you and i are united mm. then they will see that that you sent me mm. uh, or that you that i am uh, the son of god mm -hmm. and uh, when I think about that, and that's what I realized during that uh, that quiet time moment, mm -hmm. I think that everyone in the world, a few exceptions, but everyone in the world likes Jesus. Um, atheists, they like Jesus because he's mm -hmm. a good example. He did some special things. Mm -hmm. uh, Muslims, they, they, they like Jesus. Buddhists, they like Jesus. Christians, they like Jesus. But the key thing, the key issue is that most people are not recognizing that Jesus is the son of God. Mm -hmm. He's a good man. He's a wise man. He has a lot of knowledge. But accepting that he's the son of God is a breaking point for Muslims, mm -hmm. for atheists, for other people. And, and I think, I'm not sure of if that's true, but for me, it's an inspiration. Mm -hmm. When we as Christians work together, when we unite, as the father is united with the son, then the world will see that Jesus mm. is the son of the living God. Mm. And that was difficult for me. Oh. I come from a reformed background. I, I, I have been raised up that working with Catholics is not, not good. Uh, it's in the catechism. It mm -hmm. says that it's not good to, uh, uh, about the mass and everything. And, mm -hmm. and I do remember in one of my experiences, it was really shortly after I read John 17 for that moment, um, a Catholic priest was visiting the Christian broadcaster. And he asked me the question, um, can I use the Why Jesus course for Catholics? Hmm. And I felt all kind of uh, hesitations and defending uh, on my side. Yeah, because I thought he's going to change it. He's going to bring Mary into it yeah. and he's going to do all kinds of stuff. Um, and But he said, no, I don't want to change anything because I like it. Uh, what I like to do is I like to connect uh, Catholic coaches to the website. So not your your coaches, but Catholic coaches, because those coaches, they know people who have a Catholic background to bring them back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, and, and he said, I want to pray for, for this project. And, and I remember that, he, that we closed our eyes and he started to pray. And I, I felt that peace in my heart that, mm. wow, uh, we, are, we are not uh, in the same denomination, yeah. but we are serving the same Jesus. Yeah. Um, and um, it's, I was more connected to him than I was with some people in my church because mm. that's sometimes more difficult. Yeah. Uh, now, through all those lessons, I learned that it's it's important to forget all the details, but focus on the main things, yeah. and, and 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 collaborate together. And yeah. that's what we are experiencing in Jesus.net. Yeah. We are not competitors with other ministries. Uh, we need each other. Yeah. Um, when when you work in such a big strategy of leading millions of searching people yeah. uh, through a journey to local churches, you need to work with all kinds of ministries. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, to make it maybe concrete to, to you and the listeners, um, one of the topics we, we are focusing on is people who are depressed in their lives. Uh, so we have websites about how to deal with depression, 
um, how to uh, to deal with tiredness or but even websites like uh, want to commit suicide mm-hmm. um, we found out that in in my small country in my small language every day about four thousand people type in the sentence i want to die in dutch that's wow. huge wow so it's it's four thousand people in a small language 17 million people speak speak dutch they are typing in this sentence uh, imagine what it would be in a in an english context mm. that's maybe hundred thousand people a day mm. those people they they are desperate they want to finish their life and google is offering them awful answers like how to commit suicide um, medicines to buy to commit suicide even companies are advertising on those words that's crazy we're living in a crazy world chat mm-hmm. uh, but one of the guys in my team he created a website i want to die in dutch mm. and that's now the number one website uh, it's run by a separate ministry we gave it away mm-hmm. to another ministry mm-hmm. and they are dealing with it they they are having coaches on it people who can do the chat people who can do the uh, the, the emails or yeah. phone calls even. And from, yeah. from this website, we have testimonies to lead people to another website, which is uh, Knowing God in Dutch. Mm-hmm. This is run by another ministry. It's not the same ministry. It's another ministry. And on that website, those people can make a decision to follow Jesus, get to know more about it. And when people want to know more after that decision, we have a course platform. And on this course platform, we have 10 different ministries who are offering courses on it. So courses on how to pray, uh, how to deal with your finances, how to understand uh, more about Jesus, Mm -hmm. how to deal with pornography, how to deal with all kinds of things. Um, So in in this complete picture, uh, in, 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 in the Dutch language, we have more than... 15 different ministries that are working together uh, to lead those Mm. searching people through a journey. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to bring them into connection with a local community. Mm. Wow. That, I mean, that is a tremendous, tremendous example of collaboration. And I mean, you, you touched on a lot of different things. You touched on the really a strategy of listening to your audience and identify, I mean, Google is telling you that, hey, people are typing, I want to die. You, you listened to that. And so you responded to the felt need, if you will, of creating a website and then partnering with other ministries. So they're not just tackling their need in the moment, their felt need in the moment, you're tackling their eternal need for, yes. for the gospel and, and leading them to connect to a local church. So, so talk with us a little bit about, you've mentioned coaches number, a number of times. Talk to us about your coaching philosophy or how you go about getting, uh, getting people connected to the local church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we believe very strongly in the personal connection. Um, so what we see on the internet, it's not about sharing the ultimate faith mm-hmm. and the ultimate truth. Uh, we can we can write it down, but people are not very sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how they say it in, in English, but we call it the the big picture, uh, the big faith picture. People know it, but they don't really believe it. But they when they see the impact in the lives of people, that's making the difference. So from the beginning, uh, we we realize that we need 
coaches. We call them e-coaches, of course, mm-hmm. uh, electronic coaches, but it's real people. Um, and we train those people um, we, uh, through a friend uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, he, was a, he was an evangelist and he uh, created a methodology to not preach to people, but to, to ask questions. Um, so we created a methodology, uh, question-driven coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are interested um, in it, listeners, uh, they can drop me an email and I can send them a PDF if they want, because we have the, the PDF uh, ebook uh, for them available. Um, but we train people to not just ask, or not just give on, answers. On that ebook, could you send that to me? And I'd yeah. love to just be able to link it from the show notes for folks. If they, yeah. if they, then they can, they'll, they can email you. We'll get your email at the end of the end of the end of the lesson. But we'll also make it available on the podcast show notes so people can get it directly if you're open to that. Yes, absolutely. I'll send it to you directly after the after the conversation. Perfect. That sounds great. Yes. Thanks. Keep going though. This is really good. Yeah. So the so um, we created this philosophy, uh, question-driven coaching, um, and uh, in this training we help people to not give answers to questions that are not asked, mm. and that's what most Christians do. We listen to people, and because we are we are involved with the people, and we think we know the answer, mm-hmm. uh, but people are not always interested in our answers. They want to share their story and they want to learn from from how we deal with some issues. So what we train people is to keep on asking those questions, Hmm. uh, but in a way that it's, uh, there is direction in asking the questions. So it's not just chat, 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 Mm -hmm. but it's really uh, with an intention. Um, And then we always see that people who are asking Uh, we are asking questions at a certain moment they ask the coaches how do you deal with this in your life Hmm. Um, and then you have an open door to share what god has done in your life and we see that that's even more important than knowing the biblical truth about Hmm. uh, that jesus died for us and and rose out of the death and um, creates salvation and everything yeah. Of course, that's true. But people want to see what is the impact in your life. Yeah. And that's why we have more than 2,000 coaches all around the world. Hmm. Um, they are on a daily basis answering to people and sharing their own life to the people. That's, so, so those coaches, are they... Are they is that are they responding on like to a chat bot and to email? What are all the channels that they're the the, the coaching is going on? Yeah, the most of the, the coaching is done through email. Okay. Um, we are also doing it in uh, in some some chats uh, that depends per language. Um, and we are now moving a little bit to also using WhatsApp and, and Telegram and those kind of means. Your social, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the social things. So we 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 have a lot of volunteers in Jesus.net who are helping us uh, to do ministry. Yeah. Oh, that's no, that's that's really powerful. And so so what about so so one of the things that you said you believe very strongly in the personal connection, and I resonate with that. And so our company is actually everybody most everybody works remotely. But, but there's a reason that Jesus was God incarnate, 
right? There's a reason that he came down in the flesh to interact with people. And you, you can't replace the, just the, the ability to interact with people in person. So how do you go through the coaching process to actually getting them connected like to a local church? Is that a part of the strategy as well? Yeah, absolutely. I always say that I, I am a, a, an internet evangelist, but I believe in the local church. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's, that's still the biggest issue. How do you convert mm. a person from an online follower to an offline uh, yeah, person in a local community? Disciple, yeah. Um, yeah, an offline disciple, yeah. What we, uh, it depends a little bit per country. So most of the time, the e-coach is making the connection and says, uh, let's take the example of a person comes to faith, knows more about Jesus, is in a sort of journey. And then at a certain moment, the coach says, I think it's better that you are mm. uh, joining a local community and I can recommend you something. And uh, so we, in different languages and different countries, we have different lists of recommended churches mm -hmm. to lead people to um, and it also depends very much on their background so if you are uh, coming back to the catholic example if you're coming from a catholic area it's better to lead people to a catholic church than to lead them into an event yeah. evangelical church where they don't fit yeah or if you are more extrovert you go to a more yeah uh, extrovert church or if you're more mystical you lead them to a more traditional church um, so often this connection is going through uh, our coaches. Um, what I see, uh, and that's maybe a fruit of the of the Corona crisis, is that churches are opening up more to also digital ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, before for the Corona crisis, uh, when often when I had to explain internet evangelism, people said, "Oh, that's virtual ministry," and and they also meant like it's not real. It's yeah, virtual. Yeah. yeah. And, and now I don't hear the word virtual anymore. It's yeah. people talk about online ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we are now experimenting with some churches to say, okay, why don't we connect already to your online presence in a stronger way? Yeah. Uh, because there's so much power in the secular world of targeting audiences, yes. uh, leading them into a marketing funnel, <laughs> you could yeah. say, yeah. and then leading them into a community. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. You, you brought up, you know, how do you reach new people? Uh, what tips, tools, tactics, strategies have you found to help that top of the funnel uh, reaching new people? Uh, we talked a little bit about the felt needs, but are you doing paid advertising? Obviously, it sounds like search engine optimization is important. What about social? How, how, what, what are the areas that you're experimenting with in these days? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, it, it, it changes during the times. So we have to be uh, innovative all the time. Mm -hmm. um, we've done a lot with, uh, with paid advertisements uh, on Google, and we still do it in, in, mm -hmm. in different regions. Um, so we do a lot of research. We, we uh, search for, um, uh, how do you say that? Um, yeah. Uh, Keyword research. Yeah, of course, we do keyword research, yeah. but there are also open databases from governments to know okay. what our audiences in uh, in cities, hmm. uh, so public information. Um, so we try to match that and to see, okay, what are the, the, the questions asked? Um, and and we, yeah, we really try to relate to the questions that are asked and optimize that all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very much impact driven. So we measure everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to measure which websites are doing well or not well. And, and then we, uh, we skip the ones that are not doing well because we want to have impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, SEO, uh, search engine optimization is very important for our websites. Uh, advertising is important, but we're also using more and more uh, YouTube um, uh, as a search search uh, space. In the last years, we created YouTube channels. And uh, last year, we had more than 100 million views on wow. our YouTube channels. Uh, people watching um, movies or uh, clips about the gospel yeah. uh, a few years ago. And it's it didn't happen because we planned it. Uh, but it happened because a businessman, uh, I think five years ago, he came to us with uh, a movie called The Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the movie made in 2003. He bought the movie and he said, uh, I want to reach a billion people with this movie. Uh, can you, and, and I don't know how. Can you help me? Uh, so uh, we, we tried. We organized. Uh, we transformed the movie because we said The Gospel of John that's nice, but it doesn't say anything to non-believers. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, people are interested in biographies mm-hmm. and they know Jesus. So why don't we change the, the name of the movie to the life of Jesus? Hmm. Uh, created a, a websites around it, created YouTube channels. And, and like, last year we had on our YouTube channels, we had more than 100 million views. Hmm. Um, and, we, we, and, and on those channels, we create funnels of taking next steps leading people into a journey, trying to connect there with their email address or their phone number so we can get into a connection with them. Mm-hmm. At the end, I believe very strongly in this personal connection mm-hmm. to help people to grow. Mm-hmm. And we're also working on social media. So we uh, uh, we are on Facebook already for, for 10 years, um, since since five years on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And now in some ministries, people are experimenting with uh, TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm. So we try to follow what are the possibilities yeah. uh, to stay connected to searching people. Yeah. Oh, that's... You've been around long enough to be able to see how the technology, how the trends have... I mean, they've just mushroomed they, and they continue to, to continue to grow and continue to mushroom and giving us more opportunities. And I really appreciate what you said about one, one is about experimenting. You're continually trying new things and you're also, you're not holding those tightly say, well, this has to work. You're holding it loosely. And so if it's getting impact, it gets traction, you put more resources there, but if it's not, it's okay to let it go. And uh, actually you can celebrate letting it go. Cause now we know one thing that's not going to work. Now we can focus on the things that, that are working. And, yeah, that's uh, true. That's um, true. Yeah, yeah. So I, I appreciate how you've brought your engineering mindset of um, <laughs> to 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 internet internet evangelism around around tracking around making sure that what we're doing is having an impact and how are we measuring that impact. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that, that's really yeah. good. Um, this has been really really helpful, really insightful for for I yeah. think for any for any internet evangelist or anybody who is passionate about seeing ministry happen in the digital space and to to see how you faithfully over the years, just been open to the way that God has, has led the ministry and uh, um, how he's continued to to lead and grow. 
Um, yeah. so, so I have uh, just, just uh, I'd love to know what book or resource or what, uh, uh, what things are you reading currently that's being impacting, impacting your heart and life right now? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I try to read uh, several books uh, all the time. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tim Keller mm. um, uh, reading his new book about uh, attractive evangelism, how to connect with people. But I also uh, am reading uh, yeah, secular books. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this book, the book Lounge by Jeff Walker. Okay. okay. Um, it's in my mind one of the best ways of connecting people into a real funnel and mm. uh, doing that not in a way of selling things but making it attractive for people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's maybe one of the things that that I would like to underline for this new season uh, where we are in. I think we're in the season of personalization, um, uh, and we we know it because we we do get personalized. Uh, advertisement on Google yeah. and Amazon and everywhere. But I think we are not doing that in the Christian space. We're yeah. still treating the world as a one-size-fits-all solution. And it's not true. We all know. We know that you have to treat a man different than a woman. You need to treat a teenager different than a, a, a millennial. Uh, and you need to treat a person that is searching for uh, suicide differently than a person who wants to know more about how to pray to Jesus. Yeah. And still ministries are thinking about, we need to have one solution to treat everyone in the same way. And uh, we are investing in technology with uh, high profile companies uh, to create a really personalized and customized journey. And that's what I'm learning from those books to yeah, to really listen to the to the people, uh, to give them right opportunities, yeah. um, and and yeah, be uh, yeah tailor made for the people that uh, that need it. Yeah, touching the right people at the right time with the right message, and uh, I, excellent. I, I resonate with that. I mean, you and I didn't talk about this beforehand at all. Um, and so uh, th that's something that I'm passionate about as well. In fact, we actually built a personalization platform several years ago called Journey wow. that is doing that specifically for ministries and nonprofits. And, oh, wow. Uh, um, so I would love to compare notes at some point, see what you're learning and see some of the learnings that we have from some of the ministries that are using it and uh, seeing if there's areas to, to, again, it's all about collaboration, right? Yes, and, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I'm uh, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear you say that. I really am, because that's uh, something we've been talking about for a long time. And, and uh, I just spoke on personalization at NRB last week down in, uh, down in Dallas, Texas. And cool. ministries need to hear the message that, you know, a one size fits all doesn't work anymore. It really yes. doesn't. And, yes. um, and if you can, you can see the data and you can just see from a, you know, in the secular space, the financial impact is huge. And the ministry space, if we can personalize and tailor tailor those messages to the content that we know a person is interested in, it can make a huge impact. And so, yeah, uh, yeah that's that's great. Yeah. Great. Uh, I didn't know that. It's great to hear that you you, you talked uh, at NRB about it. And and I think really personalization will be the revolution for uh, for discipleship. That's really what I yeah. believe for the future. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, that's fantastic. Well, Jean, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, you've shared so many different, um, just practical wisdom uh, that uh, of the, the way that God's led your ministry, Jesus.net, over the years. And um, how can folks get a hold of you? Uh, what email address, what website, how, how can folks or Facebook, Twitter, how, whatever, whatever it is, the best way for folks to contact you? Yeah, the best way is to email me. Okay. <laughs> Very yeah. traditional. Yeah. It's uh, janwillem at jesus.net. Um, I think you can leave that in the notes. Yep. Um, the website jesus.net is really a website for searchers. So we, it's not a corporate website, but we want it. Uh, yeah, when ser- people are searching for Jesus, we think there needs to be one place where they can find everything about Jesus. That's our goal. Uh, but when when people want to see more about Jesus, there is a about Jesus in the in the footer, so people can see more if they want. Great. So so just for clarity, Jean Willem at Jesus.net is that with a dash in between the no no, no or just all one word all one word Lord all one word. Yeah. So that's yeah yeah. J, if you're driving right now, it's J A N W I L L E M at Jesus.net, and uh, we'll Excellent. include that in the show notes as well. So. John Willem, thank you so much. Again, this has been really, really helpful, really insightful. And, and uh, for myself personally, I just, I just love to hear your intentionality and your passion about reaching, reaching this generation for the gospel. And uh, hmm. um, really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. What I, what I, uh, maybe you asked for uh, the book that in, inspiring me. Yeah. Um, we last year we had our, or two years ago we had our conference, our annual conference with uh, people from all over the world, and we were inspired by the the song from uh, Casting Crowns, Only Jesus, mm. and uh, that's personally uh, very important for me because it's not about my legacy. Yeah. I only want the name of Jesus to be glorified. So mm. uh, it's good mm. that you are inspired, but I hope people are inspired that Jesus is touching many people. Oh. That's a great word to finish on. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you. You've just heard Jean Willem share one of the trends that the church should be utilizing using personalization technology for discipleship. Well, you can add that personalization to your site today using the Journey personalization platform. We've created a free personalization challenge that will walk you through a simple seven-step process. Just go to journeyt.com slash personalization dash challenge. That's journeyt.com slash personalization dash challenge and get started today.